This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TAKESTHATCHANCE10. Jetson's there, Billy Head! The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town! The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life! Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is! Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town! Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance. You're live with uh, <laughs> it takes that chance. Can you believe we've been doing 95 episodes? Well, this is the 95th episode. We've drafted in Mo and Ali today to uh, celebrate England's uh, fantastic cricket game uh, winner as well. So good evening to uh, Matt Glennon, not Nicola Glennon. So <laughs> yeah. Matt, yeah. I, I'm allowed to do that. I'm beer, allowed to of a computer. So no, I have to go on the wipes. How are you doing, mate? All right. Yeah, not too bad. Just saying a bit bored. You know what I mean? Just trying to. Keep some exercising, try to not to eat too much. Uh, and that's it, really. Just you know, watching the games, doing some, doing, just try to keep yourself busy. Beautiful. Potter, you've been uh, doing a lot of running, mate. You're uh, social media, 5Ks, and what have you. You saying Bolt's getting a bit worried, I've been hearing. <laughs> He's got a lot to worry about, trust me. <laughs> Slower <laughs> than Andy Booth in his prime here, mate. But he, uh, like, Matty, like Glenn says, it. Uh, Gets you out, done it, and gives you a bit of exercise and keeps you going during these uh, difficult times. So it's doing me good, mate, doing me good. Not my knees, but, you know, mentally. Doing me good. The streets are wide. And Sai, just because we've uh, two unbeaten, he has to put the shirt on, showing off. Don't decide. <laughs> mate, we are unbeatable. Time, Lee Clark all over again, mate, isn't it? These are draws. Superb. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Right, let's get out of business. So, Mads, normally say, Matt, you were... I think the first thing I want to chat about, Matt, is what is it like commentating from 
a radio studio. It must be so weird. And or is it Horrendous. bad because you can see replays? How, how are you finding it, mate? Is it? Off. It's, it's not. It's, 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 we have to do it, obviously. You know what I mean? There's nothing else we can do. But it's not good. It's not good. The eye follow as well doesn't show the subs. So the other day, Scott High takes a shot. I didn't even know he was on the bleeding pitch. <laughs> when did he come on? And next thing, you see Pritchard coming on the other day. No one's showing that. Uh, replays, I think Campbell was through one-on-one the other day as well. But they showed a replay of something shite. So I didn't even see that. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, and we, at least, you know, me and Oggy are still there doing it. We still get plenty of debate, still get plenty of uh, lovely calls afterwards uh, and plenty of you know, interest in what we're doing. So it's it's not brilliant, but at least, you know, at least we're watching the games and we can we can talk about it. I suppose it might be something to talk about later because obviously Lee Bromby and we're doing the commentary with Dave Sykes on, on Saturday. Uh, it was brilliant, yeah. Said, Matt, wh- why are you... Put us in the picture. Why? Why are the club not? Is it just because you're not at the ground? What is the reason for you for them not taking your commentary? Because I just don't get it. Because oh, local radio won't let, let us go. No local radio stations at any game uh, at all, apart from the home games, obviously. And I follow has got nothing to do with us, and it's got nothing to do with the club. And that's just I don't know. It'll, it'll be it'll be something way above my pay grade, which everything's above my pay grade at the BBC. But uh, you know what I mean? It's it's something well out of our hands because. We'd rather everyone had, obviously, our commentary because then we're joining in with the debate after the games so they know all the things we've been talking about. It's just one of those crappy things in a crappy world at the minute. When's I find it really strange, me, how we have... Uh, I, I get the difference in commentary, you know, not using Oggy and, and Matty, but the, the choice of people who we have doing it. <laughs> you know, we've got Delta Forsyth. Fair enough, he, he works in that sort of media part of the club, doesn't he? But... I don't, I don't really understand why we've got Lee Bromby on there. You know, he plays quite an important role at the club, being in the you know position he's in. But for him to be a co-commentator, was he you know, impartial? Was he he's, he's, Well, he thought he was slagging. He was slagging himself off in the roundabout way because he kept slagging off that we didn't have players to do the job that we wanted them to do. And I'm sat thinking, Lee, that's your job to identify these players and bring them in. Might be so talking, I think, yeah, might be talking himself into a payoff. Well, they're setting themselves up to fail for me. I just think it's really strange how we've got a, a, a person who's on board of directors and, you know, head of football operations doing high follow commentary. You know, for me, that just doesn't make sense. Pause, we'll come to that uh, later. Matt, is uh, Oggy back for Saturday or is it still Johnny uh, doing the no, game? No, Oggy did, Oggy did this Saturday. Oggy was back. He, uh, he was supposed to be doing his cycle cross. That's what he was supposed to be doing. He, you know what I mean? He has his holiday and he enjoys his, his cycling, as we all know. Uh, and that, it, that was booked in his, his time off. Uh, so he, he he just took it anyway, even though he couldn't go and, and watch his beloved cycling. He still went. He still took his time with his family, uh, listened to the games, obviously. So he was up to up to date. So now he's back. He's back. I was winding a few people up saying that I had him sacked because he'd said something to me off screen and, and <laughs> things like that. And uh, yeah, you know, but trying to be a diva. But for one, no one had ever believed that anyway because he'd have me sacked. And uh, yeah, so he's no, he's back, back in full voice. Sai then, so let's get out of business. No wins in seven, no clean sheets in nine. We've changed commentators. We've got rid of Oggy. We've got Dave <laughs> Sykes. We've got Johnny Buchan. We've got Matt. We've done it from studios. We've done it from grounds. And still, we can't get a result. So Saturday, Matt, uh, sorry, Sai, we were saying uh, just off kind of camera and that as well. I, I thought we were very fortunate to get the point. And some people were arguing that we deserved a point, but I had uh, Nathan Jones after the game. He felt they were kind of deserved all three, and I, I agree with him. But 
again, mate, I thought it was pretty lacklustre stuff. Uh, don't know what you thought. Yeah, kind of share all, all those views, really, Cosy. Um, very much a point gained. Um, for, I think we're fortunate to come away with something from the game. For me, it should have been cut and dry at half-time. Um, Luton obviously missed a really good chance, literally on the stroke of, of 45 minutes. Um, cross from, the, I think, the right-hand side and, and the header, which puts why when it's easier to score, arguably. I think we improved a little bit in, in, in the second half. Um, I think the introduction of, of Aaron's to, on the right-hand side this time uh, was a positive one. been critical of Carlos in the past for perhaps not making subs early on enough in the game, but he changed it at half-time and I think Aaron's had an impact. I know you want to mention why he didn't start, but um, but then, yeah, we get, get the equaliser. Um, probably kind of uh, quite fortunate to do so and, and then Luton nearly have a chance to, to kind of steal it at the end and, and probably what would have been maybe a deserved three points. Um, but happy to work with something. I, I guess kind of all focus now on, on Wickham, which um, it's a massive game. It was a massive game before, but I think given the result um, that we had at Luton, it becomes even a bigger game now. Matt, one for you. I couldn't believe this chat today. We have had, I know Matt will be loving it back at home, but we've had the most possession away from home in any team in our division. Incredible, really, to see where we are. 57.7%, apparently Brentford then is 57. But I, I know you're a very big critic of David Wagner's team. I remember having a bit of a ding on with you before, but yeah. the slow build-up and what have you. And do you think we're kind of back at them days now, Matt, where it's like... No, no. 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 I, don't, I, think, I think there is more purpose going forward, definitely. 27 efforts against Bristol. Do you know what I mean? 27 mm. efforts yeah. I mean, uh, on goal and... I think going forward, there's a lot more purpose. There's, there's, a, there's more of a plan to try and get it into the opposition half quicker. We're under Wagner, like I'd say, brilliant what he did, a legend, obviously. Don't want to be criticising, but I could go for a coffee, you know what I mean, and come back and Lossel, Schindler, Zanka, and still be passing the ball to each other across the back line. And I'll, I'll have missed nothing, you know what I mean? But they got results. They got the one nils. They got to the promised land, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. But I think Carlos Corbran, yeah, he wants to build up from the back, which again can be frustrating at times when it's especially when it's not on. But they still seem to want to do it anyway. Uh, but it, it's three, four passes. It's in the opposition's half. You know what I mean? And then they are looking to cross. They are looking to get something off. It just does break. It breaks down too much in the final third. So uh, yeah, possession thing means absolutely nothing to me at all if you're not winning games. But I think the difference between Wagner possession and Carlos Corbran possession. It definitely wants it to go forward quicker. People like Nabizar, who will, who will step into the play. You know what I mean? They'll step in and he wants to drive over the halfway line. So it's a, it's, it's a diff, it's definitely different. Pozzo, why, why can't we win away? It's the most weirdest thing ever. We don't have any fans in the ground or anything, but he, I think the 30th of October when we last won away at Millwall, which were a, you know, a right performance, it shouldn't make any difference, should it? But away from home, we just... I don't know. It's, I mean, Bristol City, obviously, Matt mentioned there, we were we were dominant. That was kind of a rare one. But in between this Millwall one and, and the other one, what what is it? It's just the weirdest thing ever, isn't it? And we don't look like bricking that duck anytime soon, uh, for me, away. It's strange, isn't it? Because like you say, we know fans there. It shouldn't make a difference. But I suppose psychologically it does. Because even when you look at fixtures, you look in, you think, oh, we're away. It's going to be a bit of a tougher game than what... What it is at home, I think you've still got your own advantages and the fact that you, you know, the pitch a little bit better, you're in your own surroundings and stuff. So although it won't have as much a bearing with fans, you know, you should still have a slight advantage by, you know, by being at, at home. Um, I think just going back to what you know, Matty was saying there about possession and stuff like that, I kind of agree with him in that we do get forward quicker. 
Um, it's just when we get forward, we don't really seem to do that much with it. Bristol aside, I think we had two shots on target against Luton. Um, presumably, one more from the free kick where we ended up scoring from. Um, I think it's it's, it's okay having the, the style of like you know, besides wanting to get on the ball and stuff like that. But for me, if they're, if they're just not if they're not good enough to play that sort of football as we've seen over the last couple of weeks you know teams are happy to let us have the ball and move forward up the pitch because once we get up the pitch we seem to run out of ideas and um, we, we look for that cross ball in there's nothing in central for me that's that's good enough there's no creativity in there homes may change that hopefully you know get on that ball on half turn and drive forward with it sort of a little bit like O'Brien did to you know back in the last season and stuff like that but I just think we're, we're just too easy to beat teams don't have to work hard to score against us at, at the moment because we just give Soft goals away. I can't, can't think at the moment off the top of my head now. If you ask me, name me a goal where a team have put a really good passage of play together, or you know, a little bit of skills un, unearthed. As we seem to concede the same sort of sloppy goals, it's it's almost like teams are happy to let the defence have the ball because they they've obviously done their analysis on us and they're quite happy to let your Sars and your Kios have it because trying to make that pass forward is not good enough. And we, at some point, we will make a mistake and you know, they'll capitalise on that. I think that's the thing that needs addressing first and foremost. Yeah, there's no point teams doing anything, I mean, on the training ground to try and score past us because just let them run past them anyway. So exactly, yeah. I don't need to do. the, goal, the goal against, the two goals against Bristol, I know it was a dummy and, you know what I mean, Vailo maybe cut out a little bit, but it was a slug's pace. It was a slug's pace from inside their half, gets all the way through to a, a good finish, don't get me wrong. Then the second goal... Again, Nabi's well, I blame a couple of people in that, people not talking. But again, it's one ball over the top. Thank you very much. Nice and easy. Back and goal. That's that's it's not hard, like you said, it's 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 too easy. But what I have said, and obviously you all have heard this because you were listening to the wrong commentary at the weekend, but <laughs> it's, I don't think I don't think there should be finger pointing from anyone in that team. A striker should not be saying to Nabizar, Nabizar, you need to be doing this because you're not good enough and that's why we're not winning. And Abizar can't turn around to Fraser Campbell and say, well, you're not scoring your chances, so uh, that's why we're not winning games. I think everyone's got to take a collective responsibility for their own positions at this moment in time. You know what I mean? No fractions, no nothing. And everyone's got to do the job better. You know what I mean? There's been people who had decent performances within the games, but I don't think anyone can hold their hands up and say, you know what? I've been really consistent. I've not made a mistake. I've not cost us. Because at some point, everybody's cost them a goal. You know what I mean? Even like young Ryan Schofield, you know what I mean? He's done really well coming in, but the goal where he, he was slow off his line when Verhey uh, did that slightly under hit back pass, but you know what I mean? Ryan seemed to be stuck in, stuck in time and the ball ends up in the back of the goal. Nabizar, you know what I mean? Toffolo, all, all of them have contributed at times to doing it. So I think they just need to come together as a team and just try and get a solid performance in and they'll win games. I think the problem is, though, Sars making them week in, week out. Sars, what were you doing on Saturday? Too many. Too many. I mean, yeah. not only were his pass horrendous, like it has been for a lot of the games, but then he, I don't think it's just, I don't know if it's a disappointment or the eagerness to try and make up for the mistake, but he just rushed out. Well, that's what I said. He's kind of got right around the back yeah. of it. It's bad enough he made the mistake with the pass, but then a man of his age and his experience goes rushing in instead of just backing off seeing the game in front of you and then trying to push the man wide or, I mean, try and stop the play, he goes and dives in and, and gives the lad a little knock-in uh, for a ball wide. But then, again, when that happens as well, 
You know, and lads in the box have got to do better. You know, yeah, I was going to say, should Keogh have done better, Matt? Because I've watched no, that. It, long way from Keogh. I think Peeper or someone else. And again, that's not it's talking to each other. Because it, it, it was nowhere near Ryan Schofield. It was too far out for him to come and get it. Someone's got to be saying, come on. You know what I mean? There's a man on your back or Peeper's got to be seeing that run there. The communication. And again, on, on Saturday, just got, just got I want to just talk about the communication a bit more because it seems to be nowhere near. There was a, there was a time where I think it was... Uh, O'Brien kicked the ball straight out of play went to pass it to Toffolo or Toffolo to O'Brien and the balls went out of play and they both just turned round and walked off no one said anything you've just kicked <laughs> the ball out of play from five yards from your teammate no one said anything it was like what What are you doing how can you not tear a couple of strips of your teammate there he has passed a five yard straight out of play and you both t- I know the mates and all that crap I don't care if the mates or not you know what I mean and, and you just turn around and walk off and there seems to be a little bit of letting each other off the off the cuff at a minute. And that's what I mean. Zah's making mistakes. Keo has. No one says anything. Dead easy. If you were to have Hedman's Green and Klitschko at centre-half like we did earlier on the season, you could perhaps understand that. You could perhaps kind of um, level that at kind of kids sort of kind of inexperience. But Richard Keo has been brought in kind of obviously had a gap at right side of centre-half with the injuries and such like. But as, as a figurehead as someone experienced played a lot of football captain club kind of played for his country as well you'd expect him to be given that kind of direction on the field that kind of um leadership for want of a better phrase to kind of kind of bring the team together really and i agree with you to, to an extent it does feel like we lack some leaders that go back to the, the wagner team and he kind of signed i think three captains didn't he heffler schindler and lerver um obviously alongside tommy smith and, and johnny hogg and you look at that team now particularly when hogg's been out of the team and there doesn't seem to me any, any leaders on there, um, perhaps, perhaps with the exception of Keogh now, but you just want someone to kind of get them by the balls a little bit and kind of start moving around. Nasty. You don't have to be nasty. You don't have to call everyone C-words and all this sort of stuff. But someone has got to be held accountable for making constant mistakes on the pitch. And when Ryan Schofield's still passing the ball out in the, in the six-yard box in a wet, muddy pitch, and you know, in, or, you know, and Keogh's still showing short for it, or Nabizari's or something like that, you can see the press has been put on and you're not going to get out with that kind of play. Someone's got to step up and go, no, lads, this is shit. We can't do this. We've got to either go long or he's got to clip it here, clip it there. The on-field, the coaches, the on-field, management, the on-field management is, is not good enough. But we're not level that in the coaches as well. Should Carlos, should the two assistants, should they not say that as well? You've got a 36-year-old centre-half. You've got a 28-year-old centre-half. Toffolo's played a lot of football. Peeper. I'm looking at his passport. 23rd birthday last week. Yeah, good one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. So, Peeper's in there as well. Played international football. You know, John Hogg in the middle there. Carlos Corbran doesn't need to be shouting. Not that anyone's going to understand what he's saying anyway. But, you know what I mean? It, he does not need to be screaming that that is not working because you should be able to see that on the pitch, they've done us twice. They don't do us a third time. But they're not. They're still doing the same thing. And you think, you think that comes down to... It gives teams confidence. That's the problem. It gives the away team confidence, thinking, "Yeah, we've got them." Like you said a minute ago, that way, Posdy, you said, "Oh, they'll, they'll they'll know they'll make a mistake." Yeah, they will, because they'll keep doing the same things all the time. It's not working. Not giving the ball. Oh, I had a, I had a quick look before, and uh, you know that repetitive let's play out from the back. I know we kind of focusing on that because that's where errors seem to be coming from. And Sar gave he lost position, possession nineteen times on Saturday. And Keogh 11. So between our two centre-halves who were there to play the ball out, they lost the ball 30 times. Now, I don't know how many, out of how many attempts that is, but I can't imagine being more than that. 
you know. So, like you say, who, where, who's saying then, look, this is not working, let's change it. I, you know, sort of see a manager should be able to see that, and I know I'm going to come on to cows, but an on field professional, you know, like you say, Richard Keogh, 36 year old, anybody, you know, I've played Sunday League and people have gone, what if I give away 19 times, bloke stood next to me, it wouldn't be right happy, you know. And does that come down to confidence? The fact that everybody's making mistakes and no one's got the right to have a go at anybody else because they'll turn around and go, well, what about you two minutes earlier? You give it away. So That's what I'm saying. You've got, you've got to take personal responsibility. 19 times amazes me. It really does. I, I didn't notice that during, during the game 19 times. But I must admit, a lot of, some of that can be put down to people not showing as well. You know what I mean? He, yeah. A lot of times he's got the ball and he's saying, is someone going to come and get the ball off me? Does, does anyone want this ball? So I think come, sometimes he's had to do the old fight ball, as I say, up to Campbell, which obviously he's going to get dominated by their centre-halves anyway. So I presume that would, be, that would be classed as a, a missed pass. Yeah, stuff like that as well, which doesn't, which doesn't obviously help. And again, that comes from a lack of confidence, doesn't it? Because if you, as a centre-half, if you receive that ball, I think it were against Stoke, it or almost Keogh got it. And you could, even though you couldn't see, because obviously you can only see on iPlayer, you'd probably be able to see it a little bit better in ground yeah. but you, you could tell by what Keogh did that nobody were moving because he gets yeah. ball and he turns and you can see him look up and all of a sudden he's like, well, I've got to do something, so I'll knock it forward five yards and then it's, I, I'm five yards in front of where I need to be. I'll try cut it back across and, you know, it's a bad ball. And to, to be able to pass the ball out as a, a ball player center out, you've got to have some sort of movement in front of you. Yeah, you have just stood still. You're when you're not when you're not winning games and you're not confident, people go, just hiding just a little bit. You know what I mean? Just a little bit. People aren't quite willing to get in those positions. And you've got like Bakuna who just wanders into the position whenever he feels like getting into it. And that's like having a player down. So it's, it, it is, yes, they should do better. But there is, there is a reason sometimes behind the bad passing. Matt, what are you noticing in the grounds? Obviously, away games not anymore, but... Nerd shit and fuck shit the other day when I was doing all the seats were moving. That's what I noticed a lot of the other day, to tell you the truth. <laughs> well, I just played my trainers. It's, it's interesting kind of watching on Arthur. I remember it was quite funny, actually, we played at Watford. Uh, I think O'Brien had to go at Dini come a big time, so-and-so. But I suppose my question is to you when you're watching, are we a noisy team? No. Are we a team that... No, what, what are you seeing out there? That's not just Huddersfield Town. Both teams. You know what I mean? I, uh, you know what I mean? I, I listen to a lot of you know I mean podcasts yourselves and other ones as well, a lot of ex plays and things. And a lot that said now, you know what I mean, that the communication which I talk about a lot, that the noise that you know what I mean, they're talking to each other. You know what I mean? I'm sure if they could all take their iPhones on the pitch, they'd text each other what they felt, you know what I mean? Well, or WhatsApp or whatever else they use these days. But just that that talking to each other just seems to be just dying out of the game. Once Jonathan Hogg disappears in a couple of years. You're really worrying. Ryan Schofield's very vocal, which is good. But you, you, you're worrying who's going to be the next talker, the next organiser, who's going to walk into that changing room and, and really have something positive or anything to say to his teammates. I think the worrying thing for me is I don't think we've seen a complete performance from Mothersfield Town this season, a 90-minute performance. And I don't think we're looking like we're getting anywhere near to getting it again. We, we, we seem to have, when we've won us games, we've had a good burst for half a game or 60 minutes even. But I think it does worry me a little bit that we're in the middle of February and we've not. Yeah, we've yeah, been because you watch you watch a lot of football all over the world. How many times you watch a game and go, God, that team was dominant for ninety minutes? You don't you don't often get it. If you get sixty minutes of a game and you, you don't yes. you in that sixty minutes, then you, you've done your job and you come away with the performance. Unfortunately, Town did it for sixty minutes against Bristol. Didn't come away with the the the, the result that they probably deserved. But I don't think anyone really. You know what I mean? Dominates a full 90 minutes of a game. Not in a when you're in the same division, 
you know, an FA Cup, Premier League versus bloody, you know what I mean, League Two maybe. But I don't think when you're in the same division, you, you're going to dominate a full game. I'd like to see a bit more kind of complete performance. I think the one, the one, yeah. th- another thing that kind of worries me is you'd have thought these mistakes would be ironed out by now. And, and yeah. like 28 would. I suppose let's get to the first big debate of the uh, of the night, really. Nabi Saar, is is it time for him to sit down and uh, watch the game? On fit. I think when Schindler's fit, he might he might find himself or or Stearman's fully fit. He might say leave Mark a couple of games. And for me, Nabi Saar, if if minus the mistakes, he's playing in the low bottom of the Premier League, or he's a top end Championship player because he's six foot five, he's got pace, he can play. You know what I mean? He can tackle. He's, he can score goals, but he messes up too often and it's not every 10 games it's every three or four there's a big rick in him you know what I mean so I think for all his attributes I think he, he will find himself watching a bit of football uh, when the other centre halves are fit Hosa would you make this big call Saturday because it's a it's a bit I've watched the Wednesday weekend first half and obviously the big man I can find one's up there and would you want to stick Critchlow in there and on a I don't think it, I think Saturday might be a game too too early but really yeah It'd surely be benched now, wouldn't it, if we had any of those centre-halves fit? Because um, how many more mistakes can we afford? Well, you, you've sent out on this little agenda that we have because he's an, is he an asset or a liability? And I've just made a note that up front is probably an asset, but in defence is probably a liability at the minute. So, you know, if he's, if he's being bombed out from centre-half, let's put him up front because he seems more effective at that end of the pitch. But I think he's been... You know, when, you, when you've got limitations as a player and you're being asked to play a style of football that's probably you know, towards that end of your spectrum, of your limitation rather than your strength. You've got to have, you, you mentally you've got to be always sort of thinking, I've been asked to do something that I'm not really comfortable in doing. And that's the sort of impression that I get with Sar. As you said, he's a big lad. You know, a game against somebody like I can find with for, for Wickham, if he's just told to mark him and, you know, jostle him and win headers against him and win tackles against him, he'll probably have a really good game. I think the problem with Sar is that he's, he's not good enough at the job he's been asked to do and he was brought in as a footballing centre after that's why he was brought in that was well yeah thing. but he, he, if he's still not good enough he's just I know he'll yeah, brought in for that but if he's not good enough not good enough is he you know uh, I could you could bring me as a in as a barber Matt but I'd be no good do you know what I mean um, as <laughs> you can probably <laughs> tell from you know from lockdown yeah, there um, but you know in some respects if, if he's not comfortable in playing that style of football um He's going to make mistakes and, he's, you know, Carlos is almost, in a way, setting him up to fail. I appreciate he's probably got no one else available to play in there. But, but would, would you know, football and mistakes, though, when he's letting his manner off his back, when he's tripping over the ball, when he's giving five-yard passes, he's a championship footballer. Yeah, yeah. the basic I stuff. Go back to you. Yeah. I put you on the pitch. I'd expect you to at a five-yard pass to your teammate. Matt, I would have right a great centre-half me, Matt. Don't worry about that. If you're <laughs> though, Matt, you're right. If you're opposition, though, you're going to press, you're going to... You're going to think, brilliant, Nabi Sar's playing today and I'm, I've got a right chance of getting a freebie or, you know, a mistake here and stuff. But that's where the coach should recognise that fact of maybe, yeah, I've got limited options at the minute, so Nabi Sar plays. And you know what? You do something else where you play. You recognise that they're going to double up on Nabi Sar, they're going to press on him. So that's where Ryan Schofield goes a little bit longer into midfield, plays off his left back, his right back or something else, and, you know, and uses different tactics, different games. And, you know what I mean? And protect him. It sounds bad to protect a six foot five, 28 year old lad like he's been playing for a long time but maybe it's time to not aim for Nabizar all the time maybe it's time to you know what I mean try something different Does that worry you Matt that it doesn't, Carlos doesn't seem to be we've had it before it's like be better at your plan A rather than having a plan B but does that worry you especially now we've got in the, the horrible pictures that we're seeing with the bad weather that we're having does, does that worry that we just keep doing the same things not 
really trying anything different and always always, that's the way it is. Always worries me when a team are reluctant, like when you've got, there was a free kick at the, at the weekend, I think it was this weekend, they're all muddling into one, but now Bizarre's wanting to take the free kick. And it's like, what, what are you doing? This, we're three minutes into, four minutes added on, Ryan Schofield's going to take the free kick to put it into the box and you're stood next to him. You're a foot taller than everyone else on the pitch and you stood next to him. Get your ass in the 18-yard box. You know what I mean? Get forward. Try and get a knockdown, anything. You don't have to knock it five yards for them, for him to lump it in there. He should be in there. And he's third top goal scorer. So he should be in the 18-yard <laughs> box anyway. Some people have been tweeting in and I don't think they're joking, saying they should just play him up front and bring Critchley's centre-half. That would be that would be Sai. Si, my show, but it'd be horrendous. We've got to mention him again, mate. He cops up every week, but Janino Bakuna, yeah, he'll say he assisted the goal, but come on, the keeper with the assist. What were they doing? And I think that just, again, it's just the selfish individuality of the player. It would be ridiculous with that. They were, you know, there were three men in the box, whether Campbell or the Scots, it doesn't matter, but mate, put it in the box, look for your teammates. It was I'd have, been, I'd have probably headbutted him, mate. I'd have been screwed. <laughs> Selfish, that just shows where his agenda is. It's not with his teammates, as long as he's all right. He, he thinks he's got a right. Because he's beaten two or three players and he's done a little trick and everything else, I've got the right now to hit this with my wrong foot, left foot, off balance, 18 yards out. It's like you're saying, instead of slipping my teammate in. And he frustrates me, but he's he's like what you talked about, as in Huddersfield, can't put a complete performance together. Sometimes Bakuna does amazing things and brilliant things, but too often he's wandering about, doing his own thing. And like you say... He thinks he deserves to score his goal if he's the well, one who's he gets the picked every week. He's always on the team sheet. It's ridiculous. That's he's got a contract end of the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, but he's always guaranteed he's, a shirt. I think, I think that's yeah. half of the problem with a lot of these guys at the moment. There's no pressure on them, is there? I mean, it's like Bakuna can do what he wants and he knows he's going to get picked. It's just rubbish, though, and that as well. And well, there is sad. pressure because they're out of contract at the end of the season. You know what I mean? You you can't think they'll be on decent money because they're in the Premier League. Yes, they got the pay cuts and everything, but they're on decent money. If you don't pull your socks up, I hate to say it, like M. Benzer has because he's at the end of his contract as well, you are going to find yourself scratching round for a team that ain't going to pay the money that you're on at Huddersfield right now. You know, I mean, you could end up anywhere. So, yeah, there, there is pressure on him. That's the thing. There's always pressure on you with new managers, new coaches, and your contracts at the end of the season. So I don't understand why you wouldn't put everything you've got into your performance. I think for me, Bakuna arrived as a player with lots of potential and quite inexperienced coming over from Holland. And he's never really lived up to that. He's never reached a level and found some consistency that you feel uh, as though he could string 10, 15, 20 games together and be kind of the focal point of that team. And um, To your point, because he kind of, for me, sacked performance, summed him up and I know we mentioned at the start, but I think what was quite interesting was kind of some of Lee comment, Lee's comments on commentary around around Bakuna and kind of his wrong choices and perhaps a little insight into kind of how the club thought about him at the moment as well. And um, Shay, our view, Matt, that I think he'll, I think we've got an option on his contract, haven't we, if you wanted to, but I, I can't see him being at Huddersfield Town next season. I think it'll be, uh, yeah, use somewhere else. It'll be, it'll be a wage they can use uh, to bring in another, bring in another player who's going to be more of a team player. It's great to have a Maverick now and again. But your Maverick's got to score you 15 goals a season and he's got he's got to set up 10 goals as well. And you know what I mean? He's he, he, your Eric Cantona's and your people like that would stroll around, collars up and that. <laughs> but he'd also score the winner. Then he'd roll his teammate in. Then he'd do something else and everyone loved him. And he didn't just, well, I was going to say he didn't kick everyone, but we all know he kicked one person. It's like the, the thing when someone fouls him, he runs over and tries to kick him. 
You know what I mean? For one, you get a bump ticket, you get sent off, but they get, then they get the possession back. Just because someone's kicked you doesn't mean you've got the right to go and kick them back. And if you are going to kick them, don't kick them in front of the referee. You know what I mean? Do it a little bit cleverer than that. You know what I mean? There's ways of getting around and giving someone a, a little bit of pain Honest. without uh, being yeah. so obvious. It's it just it, the selfishness yeah. sometimes just it, it frustrates me. It reminds me like a petulant child. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I thought when Cowley came in, remember we had that horrendous start and he, and he got two and out of me. He was pivoting when we got lift off start of last season. It took us forever, didn't it? October, didn't it? But I thought, this is it. He's finally yeah. building a team yeah. around him. Cowley's yeah. showing faith in him. But he's just reverted to types afterwards and that as well. And it's Too much yeah. like hard work. It'll be interesting to see how he goes on, you know, it's when he leaves Uddersfield Town. But it's I thought Saturday just summed his Uddersfield Town career up pretty much with that chance. Though. And then... When you've got Rando Aarons, who's just come in now, who's hardly playing the football, running past him constantly, wanting to get the ball, wanting to get on it, wanting to run past people, wanting to get stuck in there, you know, not taking any shit, but doing it in a, a professional way where he's not retaliating on people. You know I mean, you should be slightly embarrassed. I mean, this lad's not even played that much football, but he's come in and he's, you know, say he's working hard, he's running, he's he's backwards, he's forwards, he's got a trick in him, he's doing everything, and you know, he's, he's been in the Premier League with Newcastle and. And things like that. And you should be looking and think, God, they have not done half the work. And when the stats go on the wall, because don't forget, they all know how much they run in that game. You know I mean, I'd be, be embarrassed. Aaron's, I think, to, to me, were our best player on Saturday. He only played 45 minutes. I just started like with him, to be honest. I'm not just saying it, this is what happened, but I thought he was a better player. And Ben's had a shocker. He, he looked like he were half cut. He'd been out on, on Friday night. Just he He's just, having a dip. He's having a dip. He's, he's done yeah. well this year. I've enjoyed him, Ben, this year. His free kicks, his, his work ethic. Again, being cynical, is it because his contract's at the end of the season? But I don't care if it is. I don't care. But he has he has done well. He's just having a little bit of a blip at the minute and it's coincided with minus temperatures. He looked, he's got his hands in his sleeves and he, he's like, oh my God, I'm going to get myself off this pitch. Play shit and that's how you get yourself off. I think you said it's side. He played on the right and I think the really good thing when he cut in, defenders don't like that, do they? And I, I thought... I, it'd be something I'd be tempted to experiment with. What kind the of chicken said it the other day? The chicken mentioned it in the examiner. Yeah. And it's like get get them both just cutting yeah. in because we don't score goals. So get your wingers cutting in and getting chances, getting shots. Fraser Campbell then can follow up on the goalkeeper. That kind of stuff. And I thought he had made a really good point with that. I like Aaron's uh, attitude, and he got brought off. I think against. Yeah, he wasn't happy. And he was spewing, and I like to see that, Matt, because in I, the right I, way, in the right way, yeah. And I, got, I think the good thing is, obviously, he's missed a lot of football, hasn't he, for so many a year or two. So he's he's desperate to play. But for me, I think if we're going to create anything at the moment, Rolando Adams, if I could say right, is the uh, the man. And just looking at kind of Wickham's fullbacks in, on tonight, it's like I think we can have a good afternoon. But let's come on to the other problem that we've got on Saturday now, because I've changed my mind on Aritofalo sending off. Matt, you'll probably disagree, but at the time I thought, wow, this looks so harsh and. But I've watched it a few times. I think I think it's it's a red and it's a red. Oh, day. It's a red all day. Not feeling it, are we? I don't. Yeah. I think it waste of time, isn't it? Second touch of tackle. It's yeah. the thing that he's made a bad first touch, bad second touch, and then he's he's gone in. He's not he's not a nasty person. He's not someone who will go and try and snap someone. I do think he probably was a little bit off balance, but it doesn't matter. You've nearly done someone's legging. You know, what I mean, he's caught above the ankle, and he's caught him. You know, I mean, not with great pressure. I'm sure the lad the lad was fine. Afterwards, but yeah, it, it's a red card. It's just one of them unfortunate things. 
You take a bad it's touch. Sort of, it's it's from, you try and I sort of love it. Yeah, I thought when I first saw it, it was like, oh, that's harsh. But then when you see, he, he sort of, his foot goes, done it, and mm. does that, then lift his foot up. You know, you compare that one to the one from Stoke against Town, and although it's kind of chalk and cheese in the way that they came out, you know, sort of, sort of slips into it, whereas their guy, you know, came in full thunder. The, the foot is in the same position, in it? It's above the ball, it's on the ankle. Yeah. Letter of the letter, it's, it's a red yeah. card, and it, it, it's a big miss. It'll be a big miss if it's you know three out. Who do we bring in? You know, mm. Jaden Brown ready? You know, if not, we do we shuffle it up and maybe look at three centre halves? It, it's quite an interesting conundrum. It's a huge miss because it's, a, it's such a must-win game on Saturday. I mean, I think you don't want to miss him any time, Ali Toffolo, but I think I think Nabi's out of the middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get Nabi's out of the middle. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he does though. Yeah, because Jaden Brown want want heal or something on Saturday or something. He want kind of right to. I think cause it. You what, mate? Concussion. I think he, I think he took a knock to the head in the um, right. team game against Salford. So concussion protocol meant he was missing. So I'd assume on that basis he'll be back. But um, yeah. I guess we'll wait and see. Just for me, I, it kind of just going back to the Naby side bit. I think I, I would leave him in for this game for the reason that if you've got to have Jaden Brown or an inexperienced left back, to then have a, an inexperienced left sided centre half. I think could even compound the situation. So. That's another go for me against Wickham, but um, well, I'm to, I think I'll be changing my mind. Just tell him not to pass, that'll be fine. I think <laughs> the frustrating thing is for me is that these experienced guys have been brought into because Critchlow couldn't be trusted because they're not experienced enough, but yet the experienced guys like Keogh and Saar have, have okay. let them Keogh's, down. Keogh's only chucked a couple of odd passes away. He got, he got caught the other day, Zah gives the penalty away, Navizar when he gives the ball away. He, I think for someone who's just come straight in the team, Keogh's, he's not, he's not done bad to be fair. He wasn't my, I want a big fan when he came the first time and I played when he was there. He was a pain in the ass. I to tell you the truth. you were there when he played. What? <laughs> you were there when he when Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played 10 games. Oh, he's a nightmare. He was a nightmare, he was. Oh, Full enthusiasm, <laughs> wanted to win. Brilliant attitude. But he just wanted to do everything. Everything. I'd shout keepers, he'd edit away. <laughs> like, don't pass back to me, put on my left. Oh, he was just, he was, a, he was a nightmare. But you could see he had a will to win and you could see he had that drive in him. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I don't think he's done too bad, apart from the couple of passes uh, the other day, which obviously he got caught with when the second phase in the penalty. I don't think he's, I don't think he's done bad. I don't think he's done bad at all. Well, we'll put that little game to bed because uh, I suppose the only positive on Saturday we weren't there because a lot of players yeah. that is Kenilworth Road, isn't it? Oh, I hate it. It's weird. Play, yeah, just, just before we move on, though, because the thing that annoyed me is afterwards, Keo is is making a comment of his the buzzing. You know, that's the word that he was buzzing to get a point at Luton after that performance. And 
Yeah, I can see why, because I didn't play the greatest so point in, in the back pocket. But you don't want to hear I'm buzzing with the point at Luton as a fan. Yeah. What you want to hear is, you know what, we're really disappointed to come away with a point here because we don't think we've played well. You know, I get there's putting a positive spin on it and all that, what you've got to, you know, like they tell them to do these days, which we've mentioned before about players saying stuff. But as a fan, you sat there thinking, we've played crap. We've had two shots. All right, yeah, we've got away with a point, but don't tell me that you're buzzing with that. Tell me that all well, right, we've sn- snuck away. Yeah. You know, we sneaked a point here. We've, yeah. pl- we've not played we well. Yeah, I've come away with a point, and you know, yeah. we'll put it to we've bed. Done. But to come away with buzzing yeah. with a point from Luton away after being in Premier League, I know you can't say about being in Premier League all the time, but is that how far we've dropped that we're buzzing at a point at Luton away? You know, well, look, I know, I know, he's a young lad, but I think it was Edmunds Green was after the FA Cup game. When he was booked, oh, he well, was top world, he? he scored his goal. It was great personal achievement. Oh, he was fantastic <laughs> and everything. He's been beat three two by Plymouth, who <laughs> 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 were angry, were minging in League One. So yeah, <laughs> so I thought that was probably not as bad as you know. What I mean, well, uh, it's worse than what Keo said. He's a young man, but yeah, you I know, know what you mean. Yeah, you, you, you can't be too. You can't be high as a kite after a a one one draw against Luton when. No, you, really you can be positive, but be honest. You know, yeah. look, you know, we've played crap, but we're going to look up right side. We've got a point. That's all yeah. it needs, isn't it? As a they fan, much improved, they had a much improved side from last season. He's done oh, a good really job. Yeah. I mean, Tom Ince, he, I know he dropped the, the how the mighty has fallen, what have you, but the fact that he wants to come there and you know can get a player in like that, really good. That Jewsbury Hall guy to say he's named after this. Beautiful town, two miles from my flat. Is uh, <laughs> he always does a jo- job? I just, I just love to get him at town just for that Georgia back of my shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's a subject all in itself. That that's, uh, oh, man, I don't, that's we'll, I don't know if we'll come into that later on, but oh no. But so I mean, Fraser Campbell pretty much again anonymous on Saturday, which brings us. I were hoping we'd have a bit of news today about a signing. It sounds like it's pretty much done from what everyone's been saying, but he's not. Who's this Campbell slash Dave Carvey signing? Uma ni, Uma, what is it? Uma Nayase, is it, Paz? 13.5 million. I've been looking up on him now. 30 years old, 16.1 million in moved uh, to Everton from Lokomotiv Moscow. He's... Uh, 13.5. He's been at Hull and Cardiff on loan, uh, but he's not played a game since 21st of January, kind of last year, so he's been a year without any football, plus more... Senegalese, he came on as a sub for, for two minutes uh, for Everton at Newcastle. But well, the thing is, the thing is with this this lad, you know what I mean? I, I, obviously, I've done my bits in him as well. And Shalotti yeah. played him. I think Kuman didn't like him. And you read, like, obviously, the chicken's done his, his research as well. And then you look at other stuff that he's done. He scares me because his work rate seems like Campbell, but his finishing seems like Derek Carby. So <laughs> he seems to, he's got this, this mixture that, that, that inspires me. But scares the shit out of me at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I think I have yeah, to see why he's not got a club in it with him. Yeah, with a well, he is, he's, he's, he's someone <laughs> he's who does. Need, he's going to need a lot of love. He's going to need a lot of love. But he's a big lad. He's a target man. He, apparently, you know what I mean. Fans love him because of his his honesty and his work rate. But that's Fraser Campbell. You know what I mean. He works hard. He does everything you want, but he can't can finish. And that's the same. This lad seems seems very much of the same. But I don't know. He might be the re. He might come here and re-inspire that form. Why Everton paid thirteen point five million for him? You know, I mean, you, you never know. We do, but you never know. Because <laughs> it's been a massive, obviously, argument for weeks now about gaining a striker. We need a striker, five strikers. But the only thing I'd counter with is we're not creating hardly out anymore. We're not. You know, okay, Bristol City. You know, case and one's making the runs because what's the point of putting the ball there? Yeah, there's not. And but I, as a temperature gauge, this Niasse, I. 
people are not feeling it while I've been speaking to them. I think a lot of people are just looking. He's not at a club for a year. A typical signing. But if you put, signed for 16 million, well, surely he must have been decent at some point. Well, yeah, it must have, must have been. But, you know, look at Diakabi. We didn't want to pay 11 for him. So, you know, the money doesn't always reflect the uh, the ability. But it's interesting because, you know, everyone's moaned about strikers and, you know, no more so than, than, than us on here. But when you when you look at the, the issues in, in the team at the minute, it's only Wickham who've conceded more goals in town this season and only by six. So, you know, that could, you know, could quite easily change on, on Saturday. Um, so, to me, yeah, all right, we don't score enough goals, but we, and we've let a hell of a lot in. And to me, if we can sort I know it's a little bit boring and, you know, going back to, you know, maybe, dare I say, Danny Cowley sort of style of football, but I know we're going to talk about Carlos, so this might link us, you know, nicely into that, but does he need to have a look at his style of play and, and stop playing this this well, I say new style of football because over the last few weeks we've we've not really had that. You know, I don't I don't want to sit here and slag him off that much because he's only had half a season. I think he's been dealt a, a really bad hand with with injuries. Um, and I don't think he's yet. got the players that that he needs to to play this style of football. I don't think he's probably been backed as much as he would have liked, and that you know that's a different story altogether. But when we I remember when we first sort of started this season and we'd, we'd lost a couple of games and. Fans seem to be, you know, a little bit more accepting of that because we, we were playing a, a more adventurous style of football. We were, you know, the, the games were a little bit more exciting. We were getting forward. That that style now seems to have disappeared for me. We don't. We, we're trying to play that style of football, but it's nowhere near as effective. And a, a decent manager can can make changes. All right, this might be plan A. This is my style. Well, actually. The resources that I've got available to me at the moment don't allow me to do that. So what I'm going to do as a coach is I'm going to take a step back from my style and I'm going to play a little bit different. I'm going to be a little bit more inventive. Um, I, I, th- I think I mentioned it previously on here about Carlos that he's done a lot of under 21s, under 23 football, and in that sort of football, right, they might have league tables and stuff like that, but it doesn't actually matter. So if you want to embed that style of football into your football club, you can play that style of football in under 23s 50, 60, 70 times a season. And if you lose 55 out of 60, nobody cares because the idea is to get that style embedded. Well, we're not in first, we're not in under 23 football anymore. We're in first team football and results are the most important thing. And we're losing a lot of games, you know, or not picking up wins as well. Because of the style, in my opinion, and Carlos's stubbornness, and, and for me, this needs to be this this start of this year should be a massive learning curve for him. And what happens from now to end of the season, to me, will I would say dictate his managerial career. But when you look at managers, you look at win percentages, and that that is the main thing. You know, it's all right developing players and, and looking to develop a style and all that. But if you're not losing, if you're not winning, and your team's slipping down the table and even down leagues, dare I say it. You know, your, your career is going to be over before it's even. If you, get, if you do get the right man, if you do get the right man up front, and you are scoring goals and spending more time in the opposition's half because you've got the right person up there scoring the goals, creating the chances, holding the ball up, doing more than right now, then you know what I mean. Then you don't have as much pressure on that back line. And I think, I think the fact that they don't score goals, the fact that teams are running at them too too often and too easy, I think it, it's. Yes, Naby's eyes making mistakes back for you know things. I just think if the players were doing the job more going forward, like you talked earlier on about uh, Lewis O'Brien turning and running at teams, when he does that, brilliant because he drives the team forward. Everyone goes forward, and it's brilliant. He's done it about three times in about six, seven games, and when he does it, he looks fantastic. We don't do it enough. 
know what I mean? John Hogg's not going to do that. You know what I mean? He does his job, he does his job, but he does not does his job very well. But you want your Hogs, not your Hogs, sorry, Bakunas, uh, same again, you know, uh, Lewis O'Brien, your IT when he was playing, they've got to be driving the team forward and you need that person at the front who's going to either score or at least hit the target or do something. And I just think his style then, you know what I mean, would work a lot better than it does. I just feel there's just too much emphasis on the, on, on the back because of the front as well. I think though, it's like the style though, isn't it? If, if you're not if you're not creating the chances to enable to score playing your style, change, change your style. You know, there's so to me, you know, there's that old saying, isn't it? Twenty-seven you know, chance against Bristol. Yeah, that, that's an anomaly though, man. Look back over other games and we're not creating anywhere near that. And out of those against Bristol, how many were clear cut keepers made a fantastic save? I know like, we yes, post a couple of times and stuff like that. But so I like creating twenty-seven chances, but actually, if, if none of them are actually that threatening, you know. It's no good. I mean, to me, you know, it goes back to all that old saying, doesn't it? You know, you can only shag with a cocky given, so you make the most of it. And that's what that's what Carlos needs to start doing. He needs to make. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, fell. You know, if anyone's no, under it, listening to this, but on. you've got to make the best of what you've got. And for me, he don't do that. He's he's, he's so yeah. stubborn in his ways. I tell you what, what interesting though, Matt. I saw a quote from Jonathan Woodgate, who was at Bournemouth, and I he was brought in at, at Middlesbrough to bring in a, the youth and the play a style. And he quoted after the game on Saturday saying, says you can talk about style and, and substance all you want, but if you don't start to win games, you won't be in a job for long. I yeah. thought that was fascinating for him to say that, for, considering his remit at Middlesbrough were more like bring the youth, but obviously results took a turn out he went. Yeah. So I suppose the question is, with seven we out feet, other teams are kind of catching up. The gap's now only five points from the bottom three. This game Saturday is huge, but Carlos seems to be so stubborn but you get three games, not got, not got a win in three more games, talking 10, you know, into double figures without a win. Don't you? There will, there will be questions asked. That phone in after the game will be very different than it is now. A lot of people still very supportive, still in the given time. But, you know, in the, it, that gap goes down to two or three points. The DL. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, one, luckily, you know, I mean, Sam's got a job at the minute, so he won't be coming walking through the door. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it could be a, a firebrand manager coming in to... To stop them sinking into League One, the pressure's on, mate. I mean, Wednesday have won this game, so they're going to they're six behind. There's still a good gap, but five. Yeah, but they, 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 they've had six off as well. Don't forget, so they would actually be level. Five between us and Birmingham, but it's uh, yeah, it's a bit of a worry. I think most of the f- fans are still kind of backing, but I just think Saturday's one of those games we don't care. I, I, so I think Stephen Chicken kind of said it'd be nice to win with some flair or what have you, but and but no, yeah, just win, just win, just win to win, don't we? Win. Yeah. He has got to be careful, you know what I mean? The, the Cowleys are still available, so you know what I mean? Might bring them back in again to keep them in the division before they get rid again. But in all seriousness, he, he has. If they keep slipping and slipping, Phil can't afford this t- this club to drop into League One. No one could afford this moment in time for to drop in League One. And it'd be an absolute disaster from where they were five weeks ago to be even talking about this. Yeah, we should be. It's interesting, isn't it? If we, um, if we win against Wickham then we could be as high as 12th or 13th and suddenly it kind of starting to look up the table again and, and it all doesn't seem too bad the championship is such a unique oh, league it's different compared to Premier League points from 10th is it something like that yeah I'm yeah. guessing so something like that isn't it? you kind of two or three wins on the bounce and, and suddenly it's a very different picture I think to your point Cosy I think the fans by and large are with Carlos at the moment I don't think he's without his faults as we've kind of spoken about but I think by and large, the fans felt it's been dealt a bit of a tough ride with injuries, kind of perhaps not bringing in the people he wanted to. 
But, but I think you're very right. Say, Matt, three games time, particularly with could be the next one. If you picks up some more points, I think, um, yeah, kind of a lot I more. Say, I don't, I don't questions think will be asked. I don't think it's just results, but there's a growing disconnect again. We've talked about it before with the club and and the board and the fans and stuff like that as well. I saw, again, a couple of tweets kind of the other day where Mark Devlin were kind of prodded and not in a bad way, were kind of, Mark, you want some of the season cards, you need to come out to speak to people, people not earning from the club. They were like, oh, they were almost kind of, oh, there's going to be a, a, an article about the transfer window coming up soon. Now I'm thinking, well, that's... Yeah, like, there is a lot of quiet. I was going to say, you know what I mean? I'm not really one for going after chairmans and clubs and all that sort of stuff because it's not really my job to doing that, but... There doesn't seem much in the way of communication at all at this moment in time. You know, we're not seeing much from the chairman. This Mark Devlin, I'm not seeing much from him. Uh, you know what I mean? No one, Lee Bromby, apart from the fact he, you know what I mean, tried to uh, steal my job at the weekend. You know what I mean? It, it, not really, not really seeing, not really seeing any thought of. You know, I mean, they don't have to come out. As I said, I've told you before, I don't agree that they come out and tell you everything financial. I don't agree with that. That's you know, in their decision to go on with that. But I do think more. More needs to be coming out about well, just future of the club, like you said, season cards, what's going on. Just Bye. it's just all about it's just all about fluffy stuff at the minute, and it yeah. gets a bit tedious. It does. It's like you know what though, that, none of that fluffy stuff backed up with any substance. They had all this fluffy stuff when Carlos came in about what they were going to do and all yeah. that. You know, it's, it's you, you've got to put your you know you've got to put your money where your mouth is sometimes. And, you know, it's because it says a disconnect from people that I speak to. You know, all right, yes, yeah, I'll, I'll openly admit some of them are pretty hot-headed and one minute, you know, they're bipolar sometimes with their opinions on the town, but they've been going for 30-odd years, you know, like like many other fans. And you're reading Twitter and so many people are now are, are having that disconnect. I get we can't go, so obviously that's your natural connection, just disappeared straight away. But the club don't be able to, and I've said this a few times, they don't be able to sort of read the room and... They don't sort of seem to look through the social media and see what people are saying and, and do something about it. I've seen fans from other clubs saying that, you know, I've had random phone calls from chairman just to see how they're getting on and have a chat. And, you know, something like that goes a long, long way in, in football, you know, just to show that they actually yeah. care about you. And we don't seem I think to have the chairman read Twitter once, it didn't go very well. <laughs> I, I might, probably not, probably not worth ringing up at town fans, yeah, because there's probably get a load of, a load of yeah, yeah. But, I know you mean, though, a lot of clubs are communicating with fans just. That ringing up, you know, I mean, Ancelotti wow. ringing a fan the other day on TV, just yeah. all different, all different people doing things. Wow. And yeah, Sean Jarvis, Sean Jarvis did a, a big ass Q and A a bit ago, but he's massive. He was the media between yeah. the fans and the yeah. club. He took a lot of, of shit he as good well. At that. He was he good at that. Yeah, he, he, he were answering stuff he should never have done, but he were brilliant. And Dean, you know, okay, there's a lot being said at the moment, but Dean just seemed to have that great knack when there were you know trouble at the mill. He always called a canal side Q and A. He always yeah, just count me down. Always knew yeah. where it really worried me with that, you know, kind of deviling coming out. It almost like, oh, yeah, we'll get something out. It's like, hang on a minute, mate. If you've got your finger on the pulse with your public, your customers, if you show, I know people won't want to hear it like that, but you should know. And it's like, I think the club are going for a real shock because I don't think it's just football related, Matt. I, they just probably think, well, we'll get back in the ground, everyone's going to pile back in. I'll tell you what, I know people like who's put money in boxes and sponsorship and stuff. And they nothing. They they really dislike Huddersfield Town at the moment, and it really worries me because I don't want it to go connecting back. The, connecting with the connecting with the fans is massive, and somebody someone's head's got going to roll soon because, as you say, you're not the only one saying it. Loads of people are saying it. I speak to a lot as well. Not not so much at the minute. It's not going anywhere. But uh, you know, I mean, when we're speaking to fans and people, and it's important to have that connection with your club, and somebody has got to get a grip and start speaking some sense because. You know, I mean, people will just go, ding, switch off, 
and all the advertising that's on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff that you get for all your clicks and all your kit sales and all that shit, they'll disappear because people, well, people are fed up at the minute. I'm fed up. I mean, all the time, my highlight is this. I was going to put a shirt and tie on tonight because it's like I'm an athlete. And I get to go, I get to go, I get to go to the game, but I, I want to read something different. I want to see something different. I don't want to just see the coronavirus stuff. I don't want to just see that all day because my business, you know what I mean, is closed. All the ones I've got, you know I mean? and it's not a great time. So it's nice to read something or see something and have something else to focus on. It's like Booty's doing these, these like lunchtime things, whatever the thing is doing. And I, I did one with him the other day a little bit when we did that, that charity event and it was great. But you want to wear something. You need, you, we can't keep talking about the same stuff all the time. You need a little bit of something from the club just so the fans can grab hold of it and say, yeah, that's where we're going to be in a couple months' time when, when all this shit's over. There's so many people, though, that are really good, like the things on Pulse. You've got someone like Robin Kennedy who's done a great job. I can chat the other day about stuff, and she did a lovely article about a, a young lad with, you know, kind of with hearing difficulties and stuff. And, and I think there's nice stuff like that coming out, but it worries me that, I don't know, I just think good leaders know when there's an issue and, you know, you can say what you want about a lot of the, some of the politicians and stuff, but I just think people... When the chips are down, they stand out to be counted. And what Phil did a Q and A, didn't it, with you? And I think I can't remember that that when that five strikers thing come out and that as well. But <laughs> five strikers, yeah. <laughs> it kind of brings me nicely up to kind of my next thing, really, and that as well because I want to chat about it as well because every other day, every other game, we we seem to be waking up to stories about people being racially abused on Twitter, people being abused on Twitter. Started with that Karen Carney with Leeds and their tweet, and then oh, we've got you know kind of racist comments every every other week and that as well. And it's absolutely disgusting. And I'm absolutely sick of it. Like you've got every- to be made accountable. Every account you make, you've got to be accountable for it. You've got to put some sort of ID in there. But they don't well, want you to, must do to get some stick. Maybe not as bad as some of these horrendous racist stuff, but you must get some stuff, you know, coming from Well tonight about my haircut, I know that once I've <laughs> once done that there, uh, gone from ball to a full at a uh, thick lush hair. But yeah we do you got all the time. It was you know, back in the day with the 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 like down at the map thing and other clubs have been at and it, it hurts. I remember a, a little story. Uh, this is brilliant. It it's not really in game, but walking down to the train ground at Carlisle, a lad called Danny Livesey, uh, centre half, good centre half, had a good career. You know what I mean? Lower league football. He comes up, he goes, Oh, Matt. So I was on that, uh, that, that forum last night. This is like 10, 11, 12, 13 years ago. So right, he says, The headline said, Congratulations, Danny Livesey. He said, So I clicked on it. You are the worst fucking player to play for Carlisle <laughs> But he was gutted. Yeah. You could see his face. You know? I'm, I'm revved. I'm laughing my head off because you've got to take these things with a pinch of salt. That's fine. But now we're getting into the racial stuff. We're getting into real vile stuff. I was listening to someone uh, today as well, and it was Mark Halsey, the referee today on Sky Sports. Obviously, he's had cancer. I know Mark. Uh, I spent some time with Mark back in the day and stuff, and his wife had cancer as well. Getting abused online, saying, oh, his daughter dies of cancer. And it's just absolutely atrocious. And it's only the platforms are going to do it. These people aren't real people. They're just little numpties in the bedroom, you know what I mean, making what they're doing. Sometimes it's older fellas as well. It's it, it's hard. And you shouldn't have to come off a platform because you're going to get abused every time you come on. You know what I mean? We get stick now. Or you get stick. We get stick. But it's... It, it's Master, please look at... The what? players look at... The, well, I, I'm, it's obvious that the young players, and especially Instagram and stuff, they... they oh, yeah. I don't know about you, but if I, I suppose it's hard for me to say, but if I were a player and, and strangers were like 
I, it wouldn't mean any kind of thing to me because I thought I don't. It, think it, it shouldn't do. But you've got it's hard though. It's hard because some people do. It's it's like some lads get upset when they get a five in the paper. I used to batter Mel Boo the bastard. You know what I mean? <laughs> give me a five. You know, fuck you, Mel. Get a five. I'd a worldy. You know what I mean? And 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 stuff. But uh, some people can. Some people take a pinch of salt. As I say, I get I get I get some good stick. I get some funny stuff as well on there. I get called all different kinds of names uh, on the pitch as well. You have to have a, a thick skin because you've got twenty thousand people are screaming at you. Then you've got all the fans having a go. And when you've when you've had a bad day, you know, and go home, get yourself a glass of red, sit, watch the TV, turn your phone off. You shouldn't have to do it, but that's the world we live in, and they get trained on that now. But as I say, for me, it's it, it's the the companies, your, your Twitters, your Instagrams, they've got to get all of these people because it's getting worse and it's turning the world, especially where we are now. It's turning the world a very nasty, nasty place. And I think I think there's I think there's enough you know like that sort of don't get me wrong I, you know if you follow follow me on Twitter you probably see ranting and stuff like that but I personally I always use that rule of thumb obviously I will never say something to somebody on social media that I wouldn't say to the face and I think if if you live by that sort of yeah. ruling yeah. Uh, you you'll probably do all right and it's absolutely fine to criticise people if they've had a bad performance as long as you can back it with a reason as to why and also don't get personal you know that that's the, that's the sad thing you can say you know Naby Sars had a bad game and you know I think he's a crap centre half because yeah. he's given ball away 19 yeah. but then to go on and call him whatever that's as not fair the C word out, as soon as you're chucking the C word out there as soon as you're chucking them word, the, you know what I mean Colin, right. that guy we in right he didn't even get sent down he just let out court would he get a fine or something brilliant that's yeah. isn't it it's the embarrassing side isn't it these companies that's the point I was going to make. I think kind of Matt's exactly right to say you need ID and verified people who are behind these accounts, but we also need stronger punishment for those people who are caught doing it and kind of some people need to be made examples of. And uh, I appreciate the majority of the times, maybe being quite stereotypical here, these are, are young kids who perhaps don't know right from wrong, but, but they should. Sorry, but it, and it's tough, but kind of Ian Wright said he was disappointed that the guy who did it to him escaped criminal, push, criminal punishment and... Um, I think he should. And the one you haven't mentioned, by the way, is, is obviously Mike Dean, who, um, bless him, <laughs> didn't make a wrong decision sending kind of and West Ham right off, didn't he? But Tockley Park as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah but he's received death threats from that. You get death threats. You know what I mean? It's a bit much. It's horrendous. What's he going on? Where's he getting these death threats? You know what I mean? It's like me saying to you now, I'll give you a death threat. Surely they can find the people. You have a death threat. If it's a credible thing, you know what I mean? It's Surely they can find these people and they, they know where they are because I don't know. I don't know how many people who chuck those sorts of allegations out are that clever that they're going to be able to hide themselves on their computers and things like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's we all know how to delete our history, you know what I mean? But you can't delete everything. Isn't it, Matt, it never happened in cricket or that suit check, you know, like an LBW, it goes to the you know, kind of the third official, and they'd be like, yeah, you've got to reverse the decision. I couldn't believe that he stood by it. It would be ridiculous. It made him it's not really a sport, though, because you know what I mean. So, Guys, we need to uh, move just preview the Wickham game. So, right, here we go. Last time we played Wickham home, August 2011, Pops, we won 3-0. We went 30 games unbeaten, so that might give you a clue to the season. I want to name who were our scorers on that day, Pops. Huddersfield 3, Wickham 0, August 2011. A lot younger, sun shining. We could go to matches. Matt well, presumably, we're, obviously, thirty games will be league, probably league Clark season. So I'm going to, I'm just going to guess Jordan Rose because he scored every time. And probably no. Lee Novak. No, no, Sorry. wrong, right, wrong season, right no, season. Warm though, mate. Well, that season. Sai, who got us goals? 
Alan. Play. Alan Lee. Give us Gary Roberts won. Jesus. If we're going to go back memory lane, Wickham, I remember beating him, I think we were on Sky 7-0, Michael Dubry, when he was like 50 years old. He had one of the worst games you've ever seen when we had Pilkett and Rhodes and stuff. We, so what I'm trying to say is we do well against Wickham at home. But this first, game, game, first game at Stadium, because we're, we're Wickham, if I remember rightly. We lost yeah, 1-0. lost. Simon Garner. Hang on a minute, I've got a ticket on me. Wall, yeah, let's have a look. <laughs> yeah, we lost 1-0 to Wickham, first game at New Stadium. Oh. Yeah. It's just a winner. Win it all cost game. It ain't going to be pretty, is it? They've got 16 points then. I think they're bottom of the form table now. We're second bottom. So anyone chewing in on Saturday ain't going to be getting a, a thriller. But Syat, honestly, if it comes off Nabisar's bum and goes in for 1-0 after 90 minutes, we'll have that. What, we just, as long as it's for town, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fancy this because yeah, I think we'll scrape a 1-0 win. I think the tie's got to turn at some point. It's going to turn. It does. And I think Wickham are that poor and, and, and that kind of below everyone else in the league there. I think kind of, um, yeah, we'll kind of yeah. you don't get you don't always get what you deserve in football, and you can work as hard as you want. You know what I mean? But uh, I, it does turn, and we've all been there before. And going, where's the next point coming from? Where's the next clean sheet? Where's the next goal? You when I've stood between the sticks and thinking, oh my god, just please don't kick the ball at me today because <laughs> I'm having an absolute stinker. But you know what I mean? It does it comes off your nose? It hits you in the nuts? It go in the back of the net? Yeah, and and you, you scrape that win, and then suddenly the whole world seems out of place. I've talked about it many a time. The training ground, when you're getting beat all the time, is like having a proper job. It is a nightmare. You know what I mean? It's it's not like the, the football in life everyone thinks. When you're winning games, everyone's bouncing in. You know what I mean? You play a bit of pool. You're having a laugh. Your training's great. Everyone, no one wants to go home. When you're on this kind of run, everyone's in, you know what I mean? Bang on time. Everyone goes home as soon as you can. Nobody really wants to have a laugh because if the manager sees you having a laugh, it's like, well, do you not fucking care? That kind of stuff. So, you know what I mean? The players are going to want this as much as anyone, but they're going to be nervous. They're going to be nervous because this game is massive. This is a massive game on they Saturday. They also have such a big game like just after halfway of the season. Isn't it? Normally these come with like five to go, but as I said, if, if you win and you, you know you move up to, did you say, 12th side, it suddenly looks a little bit different, but lose and you're looking at being maybe three points off a drop and it's... We were 11. Know, the, the traditional six-pointer has never been more true, has it? And the fact that how shy they are as well, that's what it is. Yeah. If it was Sheffield Wednesday, the pressure's on massive. Well, yes, it is because they're down there with you. But Sheffield Wednesday are picking up and they're a big club and everything else. Wickham aren't great. So it's put even, and they're at home, so it puts even more pressure on. But that's what you've got to handle. If you want to be a footballer, you've got to handle the pressure. You've got to take it and get on with it. Yeah. It's it's a huge game. Sai, a bit of an interesting one. David Wagner applied for the Bournemouth jobs. Mm. Everyone said, what? Seems a, a strange one, that, doesn't it? I mean... He's got to deliver promotion straight away, and there's no like bedding in our project as uh, he had at Schalke and Ustil. What uh, I'm surprised at that, but I mean, I think our old friend John Terry might uh, be favourite there. What were you surprised to see that? Um, yeah, yes and no, really. He's got to get another job at some point, hasn't he? he hasn't worked for him in Germany. Um, he's probably got good memories of his time in England. as kind of much it'll pay to see him manage another team. If it's not Bournemouth, I imagine it'll be someone else. Um, but I think you're right because I think. Um, Terry's been linked with it quite a bit, so as Lampard, and you can even see Woodgate if he goes in a good run, potentially keeping the job as well. So it'd be um, interesting how Wagner played if he went to Bournemouth. That squad they've got, you know what I mean? Because it was very build up, build up, build up, slow, 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 and that's not the kind of squad they've got at Bournemouth, is it? Well, regardless of Billy, we'll take him. I'd be surprised if I'd be surprised if they went for him. Would you? Yeah. I just think where they're at, they need some. I mean, like Harry Redknapp had, I said that. I said, oh, I bet he'll go there just as, and he has gone as a consultant. But it wouldn't surprise me if that kind of double act just. 
powered them onto promotion, you know. But where do you think Wanker can't go? You what, mate? He doesn't go to Bournemouth. Where does he go next? I think his stock's still high in English football. And, and Germany, to be fair, Schalke are a, a shit show, mate. They're relegated. But I just think he... I, just, I think it rather... I give him a pre-season and a, and a stuff to build rather than a... What size English club? Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, something like that. Derby, Derby can't... Well, Rooney's there, not in here really and that as well. But yeah, maybe a Wednesday, mate. Maybe a Wednesday, but obviously... It's got, yeah. He's got to stay out of England for me because uh, if he appears in that away dugout, man, it'll be like... Like seeing your ex-bird with another bloke in bed, wouldn't it? It'd be awful. Couldn't imagine it, man. Terrible. Keep in Germany, Dave. Stay away. If to Matt's point, if we go three um, uh, three games without winning, um, there might be a job available quite close to home. His comments weren't working on YouTube, but they've just mysteriously come on. Just do the opposite to the Millwall game. Club only have themselves to blame, dragging themselves into the mix. No league winning in February is so unacceptable. And another town manager coming back into a job, Mr. Simon Grayson. Yeah. Got uh, Fleetwood Town there. That's quite a good job, that because I think they were expected to hit the top six. And but they don't. These managers, uh, Matt, they, always, they never see it go away. They always seem to get in somewhere. They always do, yeah, yeah. Because you know, what I mean, you, you've got a sort of safe pair of hands type type scenario. And, and you know, what I mean, most of these fellas are you know, I mean, great fellas as well. I mean, Simon Grayson, I've spoken to him a few times at games and stuff. I mean, what a nice fellow knows his football, loves his football, and he'll sell it to a chairman. Uh, there's a few shysters, you know, you can go around and. They soon get whittled out of the game, you know what I mean? Uh, or name one, one of my least favourite managers of all time. But uh, I mean, these these fellas, fans like them as well because they'll come in, they'll talk the talk and usually they get a bit of a bounce as well for a little while. Then it just turns a bit shit after two years. They move on and they go on to the, they go on to the next club. So I'm not surprised Simon Grice still, is still in football. It's like yeah, who's popped up at Cardiff lately. You know what I mean? It's like, bloody hell, he's come out from, from Cyprus... And uh, come on, you have to remind me. My mind's just gone now. What the hell? Oh, Mick McCarthy. Huh? Mick, big man. Mick McCarthy, yeah. yeah Mick McCarthy, he's up there. Another job. It's like, bloody hell, I never saw that coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Wagner might go into Bournemouth because that'll be something we won't see coming either. It's not just the Wiccan game as well. We're back in action next Tuesday where we'll be having after yeah. the game. Middlesbrough, uh, their own form's appalling. They, it was a weird game on Saturday. Watched a bit of that where they were took leading against uh, Brentford who were a flight 19 unbeaten, but Tell you what, that, that looking at that top of division, there's people have, s- have said, "Oh, this division is not like you know, poor division." But there's some quality teams: Swansea, Norwich, Brentford. I, it'd be interesting uh, who, who kind of makes it. I, you were saying today, and no one's denied. Apparently, Andre Ayew was on eighty grand a week. <laughs> yeah, we'll be surprised. Uh, honestly, you won't believe. You won't perceive some of it flying around. But just going back to like the, the, the these clubs, I've got this sort of money. Uh, I think it was a couple of days after the chance window shut. Nobody was declaring how much they'd spend. There was not a penny registered, I think, with DFA of the championship spending any money. You know what I mean? I think there's a couple of million flown in there now. So people haven't spent much, but some of the some of these clubs are paying big, big money. Like, I mean, your Norwiches and like even your Swansea's and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they blow Uddersfield away even when they're in the Premier League. It's interesting. I again just reading like Swindon. I think. Uh... I think they were saying they're on the brink, which, you know, I made Phil Dinnis said that all these clubs are going to go. And amazingly, they've still they had that loan, didn't they, from the government. But I think Swindon have struggled to pay the wage the last two and stuff. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But I think, uh, yeah, as soon as we get back in the grounds, the better. And uh, let's just. They'll have to clean it, as I said. They'll have to give it a good clean <laughs> spring clean. Easy. My God, I wish I'd not worn my new trainers. No. <laughs> well, you'll be there on Saturday, Matt. And let's hope we yes. can, uh, you know, have someone to smile about because. 
the natives are restless now. I dread to think what would happen if we get you know turned over on Saturday. But I agree with you, Si. I think we'll win uh, on Saturday. I don't think it'd be pretty clean sheet as well. I'm going for a clean sheet. Clean sheet. Yeah. Clean sheet will make it a big day. A big yeah. day as well. And, and you know what I mean? They're on his players as well. It's like we're talking about Nabi's Iron. That, but you know what I mean? He, he does try and he works hard and he puts his head, you know what I mean, where it where it hurts and stuff like that. It's just he does some shitey things. So for them, for that for that back five, well, even though Toffolo's not going to be playing, I'd love them just to get a clean sheet, a win, and you know what I mean? They can reset a little bit. Yeah, and we could go to Butter and easily win on oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Easily. Easy. Yeah. If you get back on this run again, yeah. you get three or four or five games in a run of some a decent run again. And then we'll the next podcast you do, you'll be talking about later, oh, we've only got a couple of points, we'll be in this one. Playoffs here. Life as a town fan, that matter. One, one week you're getting relegated, yeah. next week you're getting relegated. Hossa, yeah. I'll leave you with the final words tonight, but how are we going to get on these next two games, mate? Come on, let's have your uh, opinion here. Well, I think I said last week, if we took four points from Luton and Wickham, I'd be happy. So, yeah, if we, can, if we can pick up a win, it puts us in good stead. Maybe nick some up at Burrow and get, you know, then takes, that takes you on to Swansea at home. So, next next four games are massive. Uh, I think it'll be tough. I think, you know, as we've said, it'll be a scrappy game looking at the, the game that we, we played down at Wickham. But, yeah, uh, um, I think we'll probably just run out winners. 2-1, I'm saying. Cheers. Guys, that's it. Thanks. Sorry about those comments not working. A few of them have popped up later on and that as well. But yeah, but no, Matt, thanks very much for uh, coming on. Pleasure. Cheers, Matt. Uh, Absolutely nothing else to do, so no problem. (laughs) See you next week, Matt. (laughs) We want you to come and just from away from home and we want you to have an haircut as well. That's two reasons we want you to get that, man. You know what I mean? Get in the backseat of Matt Boris. Are you watching? Give him the jab. (laughs) Just let you know, nobody is allowed to have an haircut as Moten Tamil. Phil Foden has a fresh cut, everything I was on with the hairdressing federation of the day. No one's supposed to get their hair cut. It's scandalous, you know. Ah, do you know, Matt? Man City have their own hairdresser as part of the backroom team. So that's how we get away no, with it. Not allowed to do it. Not, not supposed <laughs> to be doing it. I know, it's yeah, crazy. What's happening, though? Yeah. I'm in wrong. It's all right for you, Cosy. You're fine, <laughs> yeah. mate. Yeah, man. Egghead is uh, signing off. Thanks for watching. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today? And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield
Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via muck delivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order muck delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 